you are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, NFL fans? He is Tony Wiggins. I'm James Rapine. Happy Wednesday to you and Sorry if you're not a Los Angeles Rams fan, because if you aren't, the NFL trade deadline was a bust for you, unless you're excited about backups. And let's be honest, most of us are not. A quick reminder to make Locked On NFL your first listen each and every day, whether it's Tony and me on Wednesdays or any of our awesome Locked On NFL hosts. And uh, Tony, let's uh, let's dive into this because we, we have a lot to get to from uh, the, the sad awful situation that's going on right now in Las Vegas to Odell Beckham Jr. But let's start with, you know, topic A, the trade deadline overall, uneventful. You know, a a guy like um, Deshaun Watson, we talked a lot about potentially him going elsewhere, Miami maybe. There was Carolina speculation. Philadelphia was in the mix at some point over the past few months. He, uh, they stand pat and, and Houston does not deal their star quarterback. I think really you had to get some sort of resolution to, or some idea of what you thought a resolution would be to his situation. And uh, first of all, kudos to the teams that didn't uh, choose talent over situation. And we've seen it in the past where teams have done that. And I would not have done it. Um, I think the teams who uh, held steadfast and they're going to take enough heat for even having their names mentioned in the situation. However, you can't, you can't, risk making a move right now not knowing uh what the outcome of that situation is going to be for several reasons the criminal reasons uh the moral reasons and then the compensation reasons you just there was just too much that you had to really consider in order to making that move so kudos to everybody for standing fast on that yeah and i think houston so it sounded like by reports cal mcnair the texans owner wanted the deal done obviously deshaun watson wants out and the guy who kind of got in the way of this was Texans GM Nick Casario. And he said, look, I'm not going to take 50 cents on the dollar for a star quarterback because it, I'm a first-year GM. I have no equity, and that's what everyone's going to remember me for. And not only that, it's going to set our organization up for failure. So the fact that he stuck to his guns, and maybe there is some kind of resolution down the line for all the, you know, these, uh, these legal issues and, and, you know, civil lawsuits that Deshaun Watson is facing. And if so, then he should be able to get more in a trade. So from a GM standpoint and strictly from that, I think Nick Casario might be the big winner of the deadline outside of, you know, whether you're looking at the Rams, like I mentioned at the top, because he stuck to his guns. Cause if you only get a first round pick or a first and a third, or there's a bunch of protection protections on it. And Deshaun Watson leaves for very little. It's going to be hard to rebound. It's going to be hard to recover and build a winner in Houston. They've already paid him a ton of money. And if you're Casario, when you come in to that situation, the thing that you have to think about is this, what's the difference between now and next summer uh, considering that, hey, we're losing anyway, right? We're rebuilding. Uh, whatever compensation I'm going to get, if I can get it at the end of the year, because that gives more time for this thing to resolve itself. Those guys, whoever I trade him to, is get, they're, they're getting a great player. And they're getting a great player who um, they will then know what the compensation is so they can't hold that 
against me as a negotiating tool, right? I think it's a win-win. I think Houston did the right thing. I would have held on to the asset, just paid him the money, and then tried to see what I can get uh, at the end of the year. Yeah, and speaking of holding on to the asset, uh, a distressed asset, certainly a different situation, but Odell Beckham Jr. in Cleveland. Still in Cleveland, still with the Browns, has 17 receptions, hasn't scored a touchdown yet this season. His dad on Tuesday afternoon, or Tuesday morning rather, sharing a video on his Instagram, an 11-minute YouTube video that someone put together of all the times Odell was open this year and Baker Mayfield either missed him or didn't throw him the ball. And this isn't us being, you know, a gossip magazine. ESPN wrote about it. Sports Illustrated wrote about it. I mean, this is a topic. And so what I, I found most interesting outside of the fact that Odell clearly unhappy with uh, what's going on right now in Cleveland is the fact that Kimberly Martin of ESPN reporting that the Saints of all teams, and they have quarterback issues now with Jameis Winston uh, out for the season with an ACL. The Saints were interested in acquiring Odell Beckham Jr. There was an issue with compensation, and I'm sure what it was was the Saints wanted to give up an extra draft pick to get the Browns to eat some of that money that they owe Odell Beckham Jr. to make it work cap space-wise, and it didn't work. And uh, so Odell stays in Cleveland, but, man, clearly he is unhappy, and it has not worked through now. What? This is year three. I know he missed a lot of last year, but this is year three with Odell Beckham Jr. and Baker Mayfield on the same team. Well, there are a lot of people eating crow right now because last year, this time when Odell got hurt, most people uh, pointed to the fact that Baker Mayfield's play actually improved once Odell got hurt because he didn't have to take that first look. He didn't have to take a first look over at Odell. Now, the other side of that, the flip side is this, James. Odell is a first look receiver. He's the kind of guy that you would make sure if you're a quarterback that you're going to head over to that way to see what's going on to check out the coverage. It's the same thing Patrick Mahomes does to Tyreek Hill. It's the same thing that for years Matt Ryan did to Julio Jones. Certain guys get certain types of treatment. Now, if Odell's dad is putting out an 11-minute video showing where his kid is open and Cleveland's winning, then nobody's listening. But lately, Cleveland hasn't been winning. And with those running backs, there should be a whole bunch of windows open for Odell to operate. And he's just not eating and Baker's not eating and the team isn't succeeding. So, um, I do think there's a little bit of blame here on Baker Mayfield. I think there's a little bit of blame on uh, Kevin Stefanski. But I also believe that Odell Beckham has to realize that maybe his play has slipped down a little bit and maybe some of the injuries and the success the team had without him makes uh, makes them want to make sure that they just play the game the right way and not maybe look towards and favor one receiver. But he is definitely the type of guy that needs to be looked at. You, you, you have to come up and try to figure out a way to get him the ball uh, because he's a dynamic player. And if he's open, he's way more open than a lot of other people. Maybe Tyreek Hill open for Odell instead of it being a 15 or 20 yard pass, it could result in a touchdown. That's just how good and how dynamic he is. So you have to, if you're Baker Mayfield, figure that out. And if you don't, he's going to be gone at the end of the year. Yeah. And it feels like that's the direction it's going to go. And It's a shame. I was there when Odell Beckham Jr., when the Browns traded for him, and I was covering the Browns uh, for the home of the Browns up there in Cleveland, 92.3 The Fan, and uh, they're an Odyssey station, by the way. And the fact that it hasn't worked is baffling. Like, it was so exciting. I'm not a Browns fan. It was so exciting for that city, for that organization, for those fans. And it hasn't even gotten close to working, and I don't really get it. 
And, you know, I, I let me ask you this. Do you think um, Odell Beckham Jr. works with Trevor Lawrence? Yeah, I think he works with Trevor Lawrence. Um, okay. I was, I was just wondering. Do you think he works absolutely. with Zach Wilson or absolutely. Justin Herbert? or I, Absolutely. So that, that's what I don't get because I don't think Baker Mayfield is a scrub. I don't think he's an all-pro. I don't think he's a scrub. And it hasn't worked, and I don't understand it. But I, I think we have enough of a sample size to, to admit now that it, it isn't going to work in Cleveland. But that's the point. When you look at this, I think Odell Beckham Jr. is a better wide receiver than Baker Mayfield has proven to be a quarterback. So in this situation, most folks are going to side with Odell. Now, the ones that don't, they're going to point to, you know, the, the color of his hair and they're going to point to being on a boat in Miami when you shouldn't have been. They're going to point to that net banging him in the face in New York. So all of that stuff. But the bottom line is this. Odell Beckham is the truth. And if if they have proof on camera that he's getting open and Baker Mayfield is not finding him and connecting with him, it's a problem. Yeah, it's a, it's a huge problem if that's the case. And we'll see if that gets resolved. But up next, a very unfortunate situation in Man. Las Vegas that we're going to get to. And uh, this is the, the not-so-fun part about our job, but we're going to discuss that next. But first, I'm going to save you a little bit of money with the GetUpside app. We've talked about it on Locked On NFL for months now. And as long as you have a smartphone, whether it's uh, an iPhone, whether it's Android, you can download GetUpside in the App Store from Google Play. And you, you're going to make up to $0.25 cents per gallon on each time or every time you fill up. And right now with promo code TOUCHDOWN, you're going to get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon off on your first fill up. So that's up to 50 cents off per gallon, free money. It's a free app. You can download it right now from the app store, right now from Google Play. It's get upside promo code touchdown to save money right now. All right, man, we're back here on a Wednesday here on Locked On NFL, James Rapine, Tony Wiggins, talking about some unfortunate situations here in the second segment. We talked about a receiver who's not getting the ball enough and Odell Beckham in the first segment. And now we have to actually talk about a young man who's been through a lot and now he's causing some grief for uh, some regular citizens out in Las Vegas. The reports are that Henry Ruggs was involved in an accident and it involved the death of a citizen and unfortunately it involved uh, possibly uh, being under the influence of a substance while driving. And I think uh, it's already out that he's going to be charged with uh, DUI and, and I think it's I, there's different things in different states. So I think it's DUI and causing um, causing the death of someone. Uh, here in Florida, it's called DUI manslaughter. But uh, sad, sad situation for a number of reasons. One, the fact that someone lost their life when they didn't have to. But two, when you look at Henry Ruggs' story, and I don't know if a lot of people know this, but he gives a signal every time he scores a touchdown, whether it's in the NFL or in college, his best friend in high school mm -hmm. died in a car accident. Now, I don't know if it involved alcohol or I don't know if it involved a, a, a being someone being under the influence, but that is so tragic on so many levels. And we're not even talking about football. We're talking about the human side of it. The one thing that I did see a lot of James is, Folks saying these NFL players make so much money they can afford an Uber. You know what? You don't have to be an NFL player to afford an Uber. You could be a guy like me or James. Sure. 
sure. you, you, you could work at, you know, you could work at the Bill Bart factory or you could work at the McDonald's and, and you can afford an Uber. There's no reason for anyone to drink and drive and cause the death of someone, no matter how rich you are. So I think that narrative some, sometimes gets overplayed in these situations, but very, very sad situation for a young man who obviously had been through a lot himself. And now to be on the other end of it, it has to be something uh, that is absolutely devastating to not only the family of the person that was injured, but him himself. He he has to really realize and understand that, man, this has come full circle for him. And, I, you know, people will get mad at me for maybe saying that I have sympathy for him, but the sympathy for me goes to everyone involved, especially the victims. But now Henry Ruggs has to deal with the fact that he caused someone to die because he he possibly drove while he was under the influence. Yeah, it's such a sad situation. And you're right. It's, you know, it starts with the victims, but and Henry Ruggs is at fault. No one is saying not. Absolutely. But I agree with you when you, you know, you took to Twitter and Twitter is a rough place when you don't, it's a pile on place. Absolutely. Where right is right and wrong is wrong and everybody's perfect and every, and that's it. And that's all BS because everybody has their flaws. Everybody's made mistakes. And, and, and you know, I'm, I'm not absolving Henry Ruggs of what, of what he did by any stretch of the imagination. I just, I, I agree with you that, and, and I think most people, if they're going to be honest with themselves, can put yep. themselves in that situation um, where they made a mistake and it could have been much, much worse. And it would have been a nightmare if it was much, much worse. And I'm not just saying DUI or driving or, you know, I'm, I'm just saying in general. It's in general. And, and so for this young man in the second year in the NFL, it is that. It is that nightmare. And uh, it's, it's sad. Like I said, thoughts and, and prayers are with the family. I couldn't imagine hearing that, you know, a family member of mine or, you know, my wife or my mom or mother-in-law, or, you know, or anything – you died because someone that was impaired hit them at the same time. You're right. He has to live with that. And, you know, this is called locked on NFL, but we're not even going to, I don't plan on talking about the NFL implications of it because I, you know, who knows if this young man ever gets to play in the league again. And I think that the, the problem Tony is there is a very much a, and I was guilty of it at one point. I try to be better at it now because I cover the sport daily and you talk about the sport daily and we both talk about the sport daily. Yeah. The humanization of players, they're humans. Mm -hmm. And we look at them as not necessarily human, right? Well, he's a 23 year old. How many, you know, or 24. I don't know how old he is. I think he's actually younger than that. I think Um, he's 22. 22. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's 22. So like that, how many 22 year olds do stupid stuff and they get away with it because it doesn't result in disaster. Well, unfortunately at, Around 4 a.m., just before 4 a.m., um, there, there was a you know a disaster on Tuesday morning, and that uh, it's just a, an awful thing. And I, I hope um, I hope he learns from it, and I hope the family, at some point, and I'm sure it's not right now, uh, can uh, can find some peace because that's uh, it's going to be a, a challenging time. It is challenging, and uh, the one thing that I did say on Twitter, like you say, it's a dangerous place, is that. I, I sort of responded to someone that said that Henry Ruggs decided, I want to, how do I ruin my life? And too many times we, we, we think that that's what it is. And I don't want to get to the point where I'm preaching to people. But the thing is, is 
generally the person that gets behind the wheel thinks he's cool. No, it's all right. You have to decide before you leave the house because you get out, you start having fun. And then one thing leads to another, you have more than enough. And then all of a sudden you get behind the wheel and then it's too late once something happens. Right. There's two experiences I have. One, I worked in one of the most notorious nightclubs on the East coast in the early nineties, capacity of 1800 people. You know how much, you know how they made their money? They didn't make it charging the people the attendance at the door. They made most mm-hmm. of their money from the bar. So if there's 1,800 people in there and the club is making a ton of money, how do you think those people are getting home? Are they teleporting? Mm-hmm. No, they're driving, right? And then I go to these games and we sit in the press box and because we're fortunate to be able to do that. But in most of these situations, there are 65,000 people who would get angry at you if you cut off the alcohol at halftime right? How do you think they're getting home? Are are they teleporting? Is is the Star Trek uh, vehicle coming to pick them up? How are they getting home? They're driving. So I don't want to be a hypocrite and say that this kid is like the worst person ever when he's done something that honestly, until a couple of years ago, I probably did it every single weekend for 35 years. And we have to understand that. And and, and until we get to to the root of that, until we start to understand that that could be me, then, then we'll just sit and keep pointing the finger of condemnation at people when what we really need to be doing is trying to figure out how to not do this on our own and to take this more seriously. Now, you mentioned the fact that you can't imagine that this is your mom, your sister, or your daughter, whoever. Can you imagine if your mom, your sister, or your daughter, whoever just had too many and did this to somebody else? Sure. It's, it's the exact same situation. I mean, you're still losing someone. So I yeah. think we need to have a little bit of compassion. And if we really want to look at this situation properly and make sure that we're not just uh, being politically correct and dancing over the issue, then we need to really, really face. That's why I keep I keep knocking down people talking about how much money NFL players make. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can yeah. you, you be a cement finisher and call an Uber, dude. You don't, you don't have yeah. It's not about how much money you have. You shouldn't do this whether you... It's not like DUIs has a has an attachment to rich people yeah you're anybody right. anybody could do this yeah right yeah you're 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 100 right he's tony wiggins i'm james erpine um we're about to dive into segment three of our wednesday show which as always is power rankings now will tony wiggins jaguars will they drop after that ugly ugly loss <laughs> Well, the the team i cover the cincinnati bengals how far did they drop because i guarantee you they dropped after the Jets put a whooping on them. We'll get into our power rankings next. But first, a word from betonline.ag, because no matter what you want to bet on, from the NFL, college football, the NBA in full swing, the World Series, Bet Online is the place for you. They have a new updated desktop that's going to make it extremely easy to bet and wager on all your favorite games. Maybe you want to do a three-game parlay, or maybe you think that, I don't know, Josh Allen, is going to win most valuable player. Because right now I think MVP very much up for grabs after Derrick Henry's injury and Tom Brady's L to the New Orleans Saints. Well, you can wager on that and so much more at betonline.ag. So go there now, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you're going to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. And I will tell you two words, salted caramel, right? 
You know what they lead to? They lead to a picnic going on in your mouth when you eat them. And the salted caramel version of Built Bar is the absolute best. How do I know? It's because I'm a connoisseur of Built Bar and salted caramel. But you can check out Built Bar and their nine great flavors that they have available to you. You go to Built Bar or you go to Built.com rather and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off of your next order of Built Bars. Now, you got nine different flavors to choose from, but I'm going to tell you some commonality between them all. They're covered with 100% chocolate. The macros are off the chain, very low calorie, low sugar, low carb, and they're packed with protein. So when you're trying to work out and lose weight like I am perpetually am, you can actually have something that is flavorful and tastes good and you won't feel guilty. And it's not all chalky and waxy like the rest of those so-called protein bars because Built Bar is the absolute best. Now, remember, go to Built.com and check out Built Bar. Get everything you want. You can get an assorted box if you want to and pick your own flavor. But mine is salted caramel. Use Lock15 to get 15% off of your next order of Built Bars. And if you want to check them out on Twitter, go to at bar underscore built and get all the latest information. So it's Built Bar. The promo code is Lock15 and get 15% off of your next order. All right, Tony, let's dive in to our week nine. I can't believe it's week nine, but it's week nine. Our week nine power rankings here on the Locked On NFL podcast from the Locked On NFL Network. And there you have it. We have a new leader in town. And uh, not only did they get Von Miller and move on up, but they moved on up because a lot of teams plummeted like the Arizona Cardinals after that loss to the Packers. The Los Angeles Rams are number one in our power rankings for week nine, followed by the Green Bay Packers, the Buffalo Bills, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Cardinals drop all the way to number six, followed by the Baltimore Ravens, who stand pat at seven, Tennessee Titans, who don't move at eight, and the Las Vegas Raiders at nine, and the New Orleans Saints moving up to number 10. Any beef with that top 10? I have no beef with it at all. The only slight beef I have is that the Dallas Cowboys are continuously disrespected. The only loss they have, I'm going to keep saying, and you know what? It almost pains me. I grew up a Washington football team fan. I don't, I have a lot of friends that love the Cowboys and I love stabbing at them every chance I get. The bottom line is the only loss they have on the year is at Tampa. They lost at Tampa and they lost at Tampa on a walk-off. It seems yep. like at some point the Dallas Cowboys should garner a little bit more respect. It's almost like they're sitting at four because no one else. I think if they lose a game, they're going to be number 15 next week. That's Where just how people be, though. Where's number they be? one. Number one. They're the best team. Right now, they're the best team in the NFL, if you ask me. Because oh, come they, on. No, I'm just I'm trying to tell you. To me, they are the absolute best. I saw. Listen, 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 listen. I'm in Jacksonville, right? New Orleans played Green Bay here. I went to the game. Green Bay got mollywhopped. I haven't seen the Cowboys get destroyed like that. They lost on a walk-off to the Super Bowl champion in Tampa. Mm-hmm. I saw Green Bay get destroyed by New Orleans. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm not basing this on any premonition or anything that I saw coming into the season. I'm just basing it on what I've seen this year. From what I've seen this year – the Dallas Cowboys are the absolute best team on both sides of the ball that I've seen. How much is Jerry Jones paying you? That's what I want to know. How much is he paying you to say you have a he, side he, hustle? He, he could pay Jones. that joker couldn't pay me enough to make up a lie for the Cowboys because I can't stand them. 
But all I'm telling you, James, is uh-huh. they look like the best yeah. team in the NFL. Or maybe you're trying to give them the Wiggins curse. It doesn't seem like the Wiggins curse works in 2021. It worked in 2020 when you got a bunch of teams on it. But, uh, yeah, look, I think the Cowboys are really, really, really good. If they play the Rams right now, are you taking the Cowboys? Yep. Yeah. Well, no, well, you're not. Well, you well, no, no you're but, not. But, but they got Von Miller now. But, see, the thing is, is I saw the Rams get beat up by Arizona. I saw the Rams get whooped at home. By, I saw the Rams get whooped at home. I saw the Packers get whooped at home. And I've seen the Bills lose twice. I've seen Dallas lose on a walk-off field goal to Tom Brady. Who? Hold on. The Arizona Cardinals got whooped at home. No, 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 no. I've seen, I've seen the, I've seen the Rams get whooped at home. I've seen the Bills. I saw, I saw Arizona get beat though, and I saw them get beat by a Green Bay team that got destroyed here in Jacksonville by New Orleans. I saw Dallas lose one game. Barely. That's all I'm saying, bro. Yep. Well, I'll tell you right now, if Kyler and Dak and Dak Prescott is going to be the MVP. Oh my gosh! You 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 know what? You are on Jerry Jones's payroll. You are. You have to be. There's no way you can play it up. And I hate the Cowboys and the Arizona Cardinals should be undefeated. But my man Adriel Jeremiah Green doesn't know how to turn around. It was a damn touchdown, and I can't believe he let his teammates down like that. He's 33 years old. He's a seven-time Pro Bowler. I covered him here in Cincinnati for years, and the man didn't think he was getting the ball, so he ran a, I can say, a piss-poor route and didn't turn the right way when everybody else in the stadium knew he was going back shoulder, and he could have had the two biggest catches of that game. And everyone would have been talking about Adriel Jeremiah Green, A.J. Green for those. So we're just going to forget about what happened three or four minutes earlier when the Packers got first and goal on the one-inch line. And they didn't get it. And do a lot of bonus. No, they they got a a 260-pound running back with tree trunk legs, and he's not in the game. Yeah, hey, I'm not saying the Packers are the best team. I'm saying I would take the Cardinals over the Cowboys head-to-head. The Bucs already beat the Cowboys head-to-head. You're telling me that the Packers can't beat Dallas? I think they can. The Rams, I, I you know, I think so too. So am I okay with them being four? Yeah, I'm not going to debate you. But the best team in football, man, okay. I, just hope he's pay- I just hope he's paying you well. All right, let's keep it moving. <laughs> the Chargers are 11 in our power rankings, followed by the Bengals at 12. I thought Cincinnati should be lower, but they only fall to two spots to 12 after that ugly loss to the Jets. The Steelers, 13. Chiefs drop a spot despite the win to 14. Browns, 15th. The Patriots moving up a season high, 16th mm. in the power rankings. The Seahawks, 17th. Colts, 18th. 49ers, 19th. And the Vikings coming in at number 20. Boy, does this thing thin out at, at some point. And it starts. There are really tears to this power pole. Uh, we just talked about some of the elite teams, and they're like in the top seven, especially with the Titans being at eight, but now being without Derrick Henry. After that, bro. It, this thing really gets, starts to sink into a little bit of mediocrity. So um, I'm wondering if there's a team, maybe is it the Colts? Is it, even though they're three and five, is it the Colts? Is it the Patriots? Is it the, the Steelers? Or will the Chiefs wake up at some point that could challenge any of these teams up front? Because right now this looks like, uh, this looks like the top seven. This is the top seven. And, and, and for years in the NFL, they talk about parity. Uh, even though the Patriots were winning, there's no parity right now. This is a top-heavy league, and um, it starts to get really, really bad when you get to the second half 
you get to number 17, you're looking at teams that aren't even 500. And that's half the league. That's crazy. Yeah. No, I, I, uh, I struggle after, and I mentioned this during the, the trade deadline show here on Locked on NFL. After like 11, I really struggle. And you're right. There's a clear drop off. And that's why like a team like the Bengals, teams like the Steelers, even the Browns, I know they've been injured. Even the Patriots, you should, in my opinion, you should have added at the deadline to mm-hmm. try to give yourself an extra boost because man, it's just a lot of, ah, like, you know, like, are the, are, are, am I sure? And I'm not that the three and five Colts are worse than the five and three Bengals. I'm not. Right. Right. And, and so that's, that's a tough situation to be in. Uh, you know, if you're uh, trying to rank these teams, and I think that there could be a lot of fluctuation here over the next few weeks. And, and the Chargers can't beat an elite team. I know. Uh, and and they've proven 11. that over the last couple of weeks. Uh, the Steelers still have their issues, and, the, and they're surviving. The Chiefs, even though they won last night, you're sitting and scratching your head. We just talked about the problems with Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham. The Patriots, I don't know if they could really beat an elite team. Uh, the Seahawks are at 17. They don't have Russell Wilson. So you have to start wondering how many of these teams from 16 on back are really that much better than teams that are 20 on back. And I'll mention some of those guys right now. Uh, the Broncos are at 21. They're, they're having a wholesale. They had a wholesale, at least uh, in Denver. And uh, it, it appears that Vic Fangio might be on his last leg. The Panthers, one week they're good, one week they're not. The Eagles, no idea what Sirianni's talking about, one. And then what he's doing on the field is the other thing. The Falcons are at 24. They're probably a little bit better than people thought because they're being competitive, but they're being competitive against bad teams. The Washington football teams is a joke right now. The Bears, to be expected because they're breaking down, they're breaking in their quarterback at 26. The Giants can't get out of their own way. This is the funniest thing. I actually think, really, it, it, I would choose the Giants maybe in a bar fight of all of these teams but I won't choose them to win a football game because they'll find a way to lose it like they did last night. So at 27 is the Giants. The Jets are 28th. My Jaguars are 29th, and they're lucky to be at that point. The Dolphins are 30th. They're a mess. I think they're going to change everything about that team in the offseason. The Lions, as hard as they play, they're still 0-8, and, and it is what it is, and nobody expected anything different. And the Texans are exactly where I told Locked On Texans they would be at some point this year, they're the worst team in the league and they're trying to sell everything. So they're having a garage sale in Houston. They're having a garage sale in Denver. That's where we are right now. Yep. No, I, I don't have much more to add other than I'm shocked that Jacksonville's ahead of Miami. I wouldn't put them ahead of Miami. They beat them. They beat them. Texans beat Jacksonville. What are we doing? How long does yeah. that hold up? Yeah. How long does that hold up? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I ain't going to argue with you. I ain't going to argue with you about <laughs> I ain't going to argue with yeah. you about stuff. I'm not, I'm not going to argue with you about a team, uh, the, the 28th best team versus the 30th best team. I'm not. You, you, you know why you're not going to argue? Why? Right. Because you're not on Shad Khan's payroll the same way you're on Jerry Jones's. But, you know, that's that's all I got to say. That's all you're I right. You're right. I, I, I tell you whose payroll I am on is Locked On NFL, making them your uh, first listen every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. You see that segue, boy, I'm so good at this. Woo, I'm legit. The Locked On Podcast Network, man. The Locked On NFL show every single day. It's your team every day. And also check out the Peacock and Williamson podcast. Brian Peacock is an NFL analyst, and Matt William, Matt Williamson is a former NFL scout, and they give it to you like you can't get anywhere else. Make sure you like and subscribe and follow that show as well. Jamie, it's been fun, man, but we got some 
all this bad news, man. I, I don't like the bad news, but we, yeah. we try to have as much fun with it as we could. We even decided to put the Henry Ruggs stuff in the second segment because we didn't want to lead the show with that negative news. So I pray for everybody involved. And James and I also want you guys to try to take care of each other. As we always tell you here on Wednesday, and uh, tune in on Thursday and Friday. Also, check the guys out here on Locked On NFL for another show. The trade deadline has passed. Make sure you tune in to all of the information from around the Locked On Podcast Network and the Locked On NFL Network. James, it's been fun, man. I'm going to salute you, baby. I appreciate you. Thank you very much. You guys, like I said, take care of each other, and we'll see you the next time.